Hi, I'm Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back, the weekly show where you get to listen to me do my ranting and ravings about what I think is unjust in this world of ours. I would like to um, thank everybody who watched the last episode, which aired two weeks ago. We had an incredible viewership, but uh, incredible ratings. I was so excited about how well we did, and I want to thank everybody who watched, and especially those who enjoyed the show. However, last week we didn't have a show, and the reason for that is, um, well, I was incarcerated. I was in jail, but not a regular jail like you would think of, not a jail made out of bricks or steel or iron bars. I was in a much worse facility, not the state prison system, not federal country club, not the local county jail. No Johnny Cash was playing for me. Instead, I was in a place called Facebook Jail. Yes, it was very sad. I was in Facebook Jail with my tin cup, rubbing it against the bar, saying, let me out, let me out. And I don't even know what I did to get into Facebook jail. I didn't have a trial. I didn't get arrested. I didn't have a jury. I had nothing. They just put me in Facebook jail because, I don't know, they never told me. What I think happened is that too many people watched the show. And the way I got viewers is I would uh, copy my links and share them on different groups that I joined, groups that I thought were going to be interested in this subject, groups like... Um, you know, political groups, and I've been talking about uh, guns, so uh, topics involving gun control and whatever from both the left and the right. Nobody complained. Nobody said they didn't like the show or that it was too controversial or that it was profane. But because I sent too many links out, according to Facebook, they blocked me, and I was put in Facebook jail. I've been released, or at least I'm out on parole, but it was a terrible experience. Now, people might think that the reason you have Facebook jail is because... Um, they want to protect us from spamming. But that's not the truth, because while I was in Facebook jail, Facebook continued to send me messages saying that if I want to promote my show and promote my viewership, I can do so if I'm willing to pay money. So that's what Facebook really cares about. Facebook doesn't really care about content. Facebook doesn't care about spamming or whether you're going to be even lying to individuals or telling the truth. All they care about is making profits. Okay, they didn't like the fact that I was able to get a lot of viewers last week without paying them a dime by just exercising my First Amendment rights. And they don't like that. They don't appreciate that. So they let me out of jail, but they really would like me to give them money. So if you do like the show, the best way to get viewership is for you all to link it. If you like the show, hit the little button that says share. Then all the friends that you have on Facebook, they can watch the show. Or if you copy a link and put it into a group that you belong to, that's another way that it could happen. So even though I might not be able to share it that, that many times and, and promote viewership on the show, you can all help me out. So let's make Facebook a free forum for public debate as opposed to the paid advertisement that they actually want it to be. Okay? So I'm out of Facebook jail and here I am. One thing I like about the show is that people who I don't even know write comments. And sometimes I, um, I'm able to get some people's passions, you know, boiling up a little bit because of what I say on the show. So what I want to do is talk to you about one comment that a person made. I don't remember her name. I looked for it. I was going to repeat it on air, but maybe it's better that I leave her anonymous. So if you want to comment, don't be afraid to think that I'm going to call you out or embarrass you on show, unless you want me to. Um, I'd be happy to do that. But I just want to talk to you about one person's comment. One person talked to me online and said that um, I was coming off as a pseudo-intellectual, that who the hell am I? I'm just Steve Bartlett. I'm not an expert on the law. I'm not an expert on the Constitution. And here I was posing myself off in my last episode about um, why the Second Amendment was created as some sort of expert. 
Now look, folks, I never said that I was an expert on the Second Amendment. I don't have special training or special education other than any other attorney who practices law out there. Uh, I am not a PhD in the history of the Constitution. I am not a law professor. I've never written any books or treaties on the Constitution or anything like that. I know some experts who have that type of expertise, but I'm not one of them. However, I think I have more knowledge and more expertise than a lot of those people who are out there filling the airwaves with their pseudo-knowledge. I have more knowledge about the Constitution than a Glenn Beck who writes books, or a Rush Limbaugh, or a Sean Hannity. Okay, I have a lot more than that because I am an attorney. And therefore, I actually went to law school and I've taken classes in the Constitution. I've taken classes in the history of natural law. And more important than that, I've actually defended the Constitution. Because if you look at the constitutional rights that we have, those who defend our Constitution aren't the military. Our military are heroes and they protect us from invasions from other countries. They keep us safe. But if you think about what actually protects it, but if you think about what actually protects us, our constitutional rights, that's attorneys. We are protected in the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution. We are a fundamental right. We're the only profession that is a fundamental right. And every day in the trenches, as a criminal defense attorney, I am fighting to protect constitutional rights. I am out there fighting for individuals. Every type of right in which there's ever been progress is because some, some attorney has gone to court and argued it. Cases like Roe v. Wade and Gideon, concepts like Miranda, those were all ideas spurred by a brave, courageous defense attorney who went into court and fought for them. If you look at our great founding fathers and our great Americans, many of them were attorneys. John Adams, the father of the Revolutionary War, the guy who came up with the idea of independence from England. You know what he did for a living? He was a criminal defense attorney. That's right. He defended those accused in the Boston Massacre. He defended the unpopular British. Okay? He's one of my idols. Abraham Lincoln, who saved the nation, the greatest president we ever had. You know what he did for a living? He was a criminal defense attorney as well. Nobody did more to protect our country and to expand the Constitution than Abraham Lincoln, who actually brought meaning to the words that all men are created equal. Okay, he was a defense attorney. So if you want somebody to fight for the Constitution and to protect the Constitution, go to a defense attorney. We're the ones in the trenches doing it. I don't have any more knowledge than anyone else. I'm not better than anybody else, but for the last 20 some years, I've been in there defending people's rights and liberties, and I'm damn, and I'm damn proud of it. So when we come back from break, we're going to be opening the lines for phone calls, and tonight's topic is what she was calling in about originally. She wanted to know the one question is about the Second Amendment.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Okay, welcome back to Fight Back. Now the client, well the person who was commenting on Facebook who said that I didn't know what I was talking about, said that I was wrong about my interpretation of the Second Amendment. She said the purpose of the Second Amendment was to be a check on the tyranny of the government. Basically that we have a right and a duty and an obligation to take up arms against the government if it becomes tyrannical. That's what she said and she said that I was wrong. So tonight's episode is about that one question. Do we have a fundamental right under the Constitution to take up arms against our country. Is there a right to revolution? Well, if you look at it, it's kind of a complicated area. Um, if you first thing you want to look at is the Declaration of Independence. And I'm going to read to you what Jefferson actually had to say. Um, Jefferson said that to secure our rights, government is instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And I'm going to look down to read this word for word from the Declaration of Independence. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So a lot of the people on the right who are gun lovers think this means that if the government doesn't do what they're supposed to do, we have an obligation to take up arms against the country and try to overthrow it. But that's not what Jefferson was talking about in the, in the Declaration of Independence. He didn't say we had a right to revolution. He did not say we had a right to use violence against the government. He said we had a right to alter the form of government, to abolish the government. That is not the same thing as a violent revolution. And in this country, we do have a means of changing the government short of violent revolution, and it's called an election. We are not a country made up of violent uh, vigilantes, but a country made up of laws. And we have a legal process by which we can change the government, alter the government, and abolish the government peacefully through voting and peaceful assembly, not by taking up arms. Okay. So, in my opinion, this lady is wrong. We do not have a fundamental right to raise up our arms against the revolution. Okay? But, if you listen to what Jefferson actually had to say, Jefferson did say a lot of things that did make it seem as if we do have a right to take up arms against the revolution. So, let's move ahead 20 years in our country from the, well, a little bit less, 13 years from the Declaration of Independence to the actual Constitution. A lot of people are actually confused about it. The Declaration of Independence is not the law of the land. The Constitution is the law of the land from 1789. But what actually occurred between 1776 and the Declaration of Independence, we win the war, and then 1789 we had the, the Constitution, which we all live under now. But here's the truth. The Constitution was not our first choice. Our founding fathers did not initially want a Constitution. They had a different plan. We had a different highest land of, uh, law of the land, and that was called the Articles of Confederation. And the Articles of Confederation were, was, was our founding fathers' first pick. That's what they came up with to begin with. 
And uh, even though people say our founding fathers are geniuses, and they are very smart, they weren't perfect because the Articles of Confederation were a complete disaster. When the South seceded from the uh, Union, or tried to secede from the Union beginning the Civil War, they were trying to pretty much bring back the original Articles of Confederation. The, the Constitution was not their model for their new government. It was the Articles of Confederation. But the Articles of Confederation failed miserably because the federal government was too weak. And what they did was um, they came up with an alternative plan because our country was falling apart to strengthen the government called the Constitution. The purpose of the Constitution was not to make the government less powerful than what was before it, but to make the government more powerful. And the reason for that was because of something called Shays' Rebellion. Now, you might have heard that in school, back when you were in high school, but you probably don't remember what Shays' Rebellion was all about. Shay, I can't think of his first name, but uh, Mr. Shay was a veteran of the Revolutionary War. He fought at Bunker Hill, he fought at Lexington, and he was injured. And when he came home from the war, the federal government, because it was so weak and completely unorganized by that Articles of Confederation, they reneged on giving the veterans their pensions and their monies from the war. Most of the soldiers were never paid for the time that they spent suffering at Valley Forge and fighting for the liberty of our country. So they came back and they had no money. Meanwhile, their debt was still accruing. And these people had no money to pay off their debt and they were losing their land and their property. Our country was on the verge of rebellion. And that's exactly what happened. Shea brought up an army of thousands of people and they actually took up arms against the United States. They had an undeclared war up in Massachusetts and were going around killing everybody and it was a very ugly situation. And it scared the hell out of our founding fathers. It's what brought George Washington back from retirement because after the Revolutionary War, he wanted to just be a farmer. Now, one person was a fan of Shays Rebellion and that was a guy named Thomas Jefferson. Now, let me tell you about Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was a really unusual kind of guy. He was kind of like the original Facebook troll. He was kind of like a nerdy dude who liked to stay back and write all kinds of things that inflamed the passions of people, but he never liked to get his hands dirty. The rhetoric of Jefferson never really matched the real Jefferson. Jefferson was a ginger. He was a redhead, and he was very shy, very timid, an intellectual, and he was very nervous talking in front of people. He had a very pronounced stutter. But when he wrote, he could raise passions in people. With him, the pen was definitely mightier than the, mightier than the sword. And while America was in its infancy, living under this horrible Articles of Confederation, which led to active rebellion, Jefferson wasn't even in the United States. Jefferson was our ambassador to France. So he was living over in France, smoking French cigarettes and watching Jerry Lewis movies or doing whatever they did back in the um, 1780s. Now, people should not be calling me saying they didn't have Jerry Lewis movies back in the 1780s. That was a joke, so get over it. Anyway, so Jefferson was somebody who was an intellectual and a philosopher, so he liked to throw ideas up in the air, and he would contradict himself quite a bit. You know, the most glaring example was the same man who said that all men are created equal is also the same man who said that um, he actually owned slaves. So Jefferson liked the idea of rebellion. Jefferson is the person who said that um, 
The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. He said that about the Shays' rebellion. Okay, and that has been very inspirational to a lot of people who say that the purpose of the Second Amendment is so that we can raise arms against the government. So let's talk about the consequences of that when we get back. Okay. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. So Jefferson was really cool with the idea of rebellion because he's out there partying in France having a good life. But meanwhile in America, they were scared to death that they're going to get killed in their sleeves by those in active rebellion against the country. So they created a new continental, I'm not a continental, they had a congressional assembly to write a new constitution, which became our United States Constitution. And that's why George Washington came out of retirement because they wanted to strengthen the government so that nothing like the Shays Rebellion could happen again. Because the purpose of government is to make people safe and secure. To protect their rights, but to make sure that they're safe and secure. Okay, Jefferson was not one of the founding fathers who wrote the Constitution, so his opinion doesn't really matter about the Second Amendment since he had no play in the Second Amendment. That was actually written by James Madison. And the purpose of the Second Amendment was not to allow there to be insurrection. If you look at the Constitution, the constitutional power of a militia is to prevent insurrection, to maintain the peace. Okay, they were not for open rebellion or taking up arms against the government. These were men of the Enlightenment. They believed that there was no need to take up arms against the government because there would not be any such thing as a tyranny anymore. And that's because of the genius of the Constitution. By separating powers between three powerful, equal branches, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial, there would not be a tyranny. By creating this distinction between the federal government and the state government, it would prevent a tyranny. They thought that they had the solution, that we would have a democratic re republic, and that's what would stop a tyranny from actually developing. There was no need to take up arms against the government.
Okay? Now, some people actually take it literally and believe in this Jefferson quote, the tree of liberty must be refreshed by time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. I can tell you the name of somebody who actually believed that. If you could put his picture up there right now. And his name was Timothy McVeigh. When he was arrested, he was wearing a t-shirt with that famous quote by Jefferson on there. Because it leads to the most important question. If the purpose of the Second Amendment is to allow people to take up arms against a tyrannical government, who makes the decision that we have a tyrannical government? You? Me? Timothy McVeigh? Is it something that an individual decides? If you don't like the government, does that give you a right to take up arms against the government? If I don't like Trump, can I assassinate him? If you didn't like Obama, does that give you a right to kill the man? That's what Timothy McVeigh thought. He thought we were living in a tyrannical government. So he thought that by any means necessary, he could do whatever it takes to overthrow that government. And there's a word for that. And that word is called terrorism. So if you believe that the reason you have a Second Amendment is so that you can inflict terror on our country, you got another thing coming. Because everybody who's ever believed that ended up dying or being put in prison forever. Okay, The South thought that they were allowed to legally secede from the country and take up arms against the government. They were proven wrong. Okay, Because in theory, the only people who have a right to revolt are the winners. Winners get to write the history. If the Revolutionary War would have turned out differently, Jefferson would have had his head cut off, he would have been drawn and quartered, and his remains would have been divided amongst the four parts of our country. That would have happened to all of our founding fathers. The only reason the Revolutionary War was legal was because they won. If the South would have won the Civil War, it would have been considered to be a Southern War of Independence, and it would have been legal. But because they lost, they lost, and it was declared in a uh, illegal rebellion, an illegal insurrection. So if you want to take up arms against the federal government, make sure you win. If you win, then you can write the new Constitution saying that what you did was legal because you were fighting against tyranny, if you're able to survive. And then you can write your new Constitution because the winners of the war, they're okay breaking the old status quo and writing a new law, but they are completely against anyone breaking their new regime once they take power. Okay? And that's what our founding fathers thought. They thought that it was okay for them to break away from England. They won the war. But now that we have our enlightened constitution with separation of powers and a democratic republic, we then thought that we were okay with, we then thought it was okay for us to, um, there's no need to, to revolt. It's okay. We're fine. We are enlightened. There's no need for there to be a revolution. There's no need for you to have a Second Amendment remedy against tyranny of the government, because there is no tyranny of the government. We have free elections. You have a voice, and we have separation of power, so that no matter how tyrannical one branch could be, the other two branches are a check on that. Okay? That's why we have, there's not going to be a revolution against Trump. That's why there wasn't a revolution against Obama. Okay? But if there is injustice, what you need to do is you need to learn the truth. You need to speak out about it. You need to use nonviolent means of imposing your voice on other people so they can actually hear you, as opposed to hiding from the truth, as opposed to being a co-conspirator with those who are oppressing you, 
And what you need to do is you need to rise up, you need to let your voice be heard, and you need to fight back. I will see you next week, and we will keep talking about guns. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978.